dress on, man. Did you dedicate that to Bill Clinton? <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you know? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I dedicated to Epstein, the one who loved Bill in that blue dress. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The chick who drew the painting of Bill Clinton in the blue dress also drew the one of um, you know Bush with the paper airplanes and the fallen block towers and the Oval Office. You ever seen yeah, that I one, love man? That picture. I love that Ooh, painting. That one hurts. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's weird they don't put in the third uh, Tower 7 there. <laughs> no Tower 7? Or the Pentagon. <laughs> yeah. The Pentagon, man, that was just like a reconstruction of the wall. That's all they did, man. Oh, for sure. They just sent a bomb in there. Yeah, the devil in the blue dress. Going old school. I love that. Yeah, putting me in the mood. Yeah, well, it's the uh, the Valentine Valentine's Day spirit, right? Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. Oh man, that might be one of the greatest <laughs> names of all time. It's a great name, the Detroit Wheels. Ooh. Uh Detroit, yeah. man, used to be a happening place. That's why I'm happy about the Lions being somewhat competitive in the most rigged sport in the world, football. Uh, <laughs> It'd be nice to get some more action in Detroit, right? And some businesses and some, you know, famous people. That's never going to happen. What am I talking about? No, it's never going to. It's Detroit, man. Come on. Somebody was just telling me something about an athlete that was from Evanston. Evanston, Illinois? Yeah. I can't remember who it was. Football player guy, the Jimmy Garoppolo? I can't remember. No, that guy was from Arlington Heights, Yeah, that's right. I know. Yeah. From the Heights. A lot of famous people from the Heights. That's right. Um, all right. Like yeah. the Dude Man podcast. Oh, I know. <laughs> we're bad and we're nationwide, people. Look out. We'll hit that Hall of Fame one day. <laughs> Man, speaking of Hall of Fame and shit, dude, uh, podcast, definitely not what they used to be. Spotify canceling that uh, deal with Rogan. Oh, they did. I thought he re-signed. Well, I don't know what happened. I mean, he definitely get, didn't get no $100 million exclusive deal because now he's on Apple and everything. He, from what I read, signed the same, if not a little bit more with Spotify, but he, the part of the new deal is he's no longer exclusive. No way. Why would they pay him for that? I, th- <clears throat> I think it's still like it goes first on to Spotify or I have no idea what's going on. I'm pretty sure... They signed another contract with Rogan for three more Holy years. Holy For like $300 million. Yeah, I, I think he's... 250 He's He's still the king of the, the podcast realm. They paid him $250 million and he's on Apple? Dude, I, the minute I saw him on Apple, I deleted my Spotify. Oh, that was it, huh? Wow. I, I, this is the only reason I had Spotify and I fucking hate the platform. It never works. I gotta have five bars of five G for Spotify to work. It's crazy. <laughs> so as a guy who works in the basement, and then the worst part about fucking Spotify is it will freeze and you can't hear anything because it's trying to load a fucking commercial. Really? That is wow. the end of my, that is nothing hits a nerve with me. Like not only did you stop my show for a commercial, but now it's frozen. Now I can't get. You know what I mean? It's like wow. So. On Apple Podcasts, though, you can just cruise through any any show you please, and you have no issues. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it just takes less data or something. But like, I think dude, Sp- one bar in a basement, <laughs> I could listen to my my iTunes or my Apple. It's probably because it is on an iPhone. 
you know. That and Spotify, I feel, has more of an edge when it comes to streaming music for free. You know, and it, it, I think it's more on the music side, really, versus the podcast. It tried yeah, to get the in Pinocchios. the... They tried to, like, be the big players in the podcast world, but is there really actually money in the podcasting universe? I mean, it. you know, I think you have to be uh, the Daily Wire, Joe Rogan, or uh, the Bad Bunny, or <laughs> who's the dude, uh, the, the Mr. Bear? I, I forget everybody, <laughs> you know. You Mr. Gotta, Beast? You got to be hip with the kids, man, you know, on the YouTube. Nah, I, I think it's dying. You know what is going to happen is they're going to get to a point. It's com- it's already coming. Bro, some of these some of these shows now, it's four or five-minute commercial breaks in the middle of the show multiple times. Are you talking like, Daily Wire here? or who, like what pro- Everybody. I'm, wow. I'm listening to Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino on a podcast, and three times they're stopping for a four-minute commercial break. And wow. <laughs> the only reason I still listen is because I could fast forward the commercials. They're going to take that away. And once they take that away, that's, oh, that's game over. Well, there's supposed to be nothing free in this world. And these look at what happened with the major streaming services. Has anyone calculated the total bill for streaming anything these days? I mean, we're paying way more than cable now. I know. You know, they, Dude, even Pfizer's getting in on it. I, I don't think I was listening to Pod Save America. And had, they had uh, the pharmaceutical on there. I forgot who it was. <laughs> I'm sure it was Moderna, Pfizer. They do their commercials so people know who's actually sponsoring the content. All right, like yeah. uh, you know, the, all this information is brought to you by Pfizer, so this is going to be censored. <laughs> Good call. That's how you know. And eventually, if you can only be on these platforms. You'll have to abide by the rules of Pfizer. <laughs> That's how it works. And thanks for listening to the Dude Man Podcast, folks. We are small time, and it's important to us to remind you that we, too, are brought to you by Pfizer. By Pfizer. <laughs> get your booster. Boost! Make sure you get your COVID shot with your flu shot. Double jab. <laughs> yeah, man. You Double jab. Where's, where's... Uh, Pfizer, I'm waiting for Taylor Swift in the mail. <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> Two at the same time. So good. Well, <laughs> band aids, dude. We are uh, on the verge of a new pandemic. They keep trying to make some sort of pox happen, and I think we finally got one. Tonight, health officials in Alaska are confirming the first fatal human case of a rare virus known as Alaska pox. An elderly patient dying from the virus, first identified okay. in Fairbanks in oh, 2015. Seven cases okay. detected since then. Symptoms include rashes, fevers, oh, skin lesions. Okay. COVID was racist because it came from China, and then we couldn't call it the G variant because of G. Uh, Monkeypox was racist because, not me. They said black people are equated to monkeys. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The media said that. So now they just <laughs> now they just picked like the whitest state in America. Oh yeah. And they're like, all right, this is gonna be Alaska. Pox. <laughs> Alaska pox. It is a small Nobody pox. Nobody's problem with this. Uh, it's 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 a crossbreed with monkeypox. I'm telling you. It's related to smallpox and monkeypox. The virus spread by small animals to humans. Health officials say there are no documented cases of human-to-human transmission, and they've only seen this in Fairbanks so far. And obviously, it goes without saying, it was transmitted between men who have sex with other men. 
<laughs> so it's one elderly lady, one elderly lady in Alaska. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. we don't we haven't seen any person to person infection. Uh we better close the schools. Oh, we're we're shutting it down. We got to save grandma yeah. right now, man. It's a new grandma uh, disease. <laughs> I think the LA uh, United or whatever the fuck they're called, they're already they're already on <laughs> virtual learning. There are currently multiple schools in New York that are remote learning because of the migrant situation. So like, we're already I back. Know. We're back into lockdown mode, man. Did you see that fucking dude? I was watching the news and they were like, there's a storm coming for the Northeast. And in preparation, 90 districts have already gone to remote learning. What? 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 You're preemptively. What? Oh, Dude, did man. we ever stay home because there was a storm a coming? <laughs> no, no. no. We, we would hope all night and all morning like that they would close the schools, but they never would. We always had to go never. to school. <laughs> Do we never? I mean, we, we were lucky to have one or two snow days. Yeah, and they were probably called because the teachers were exhausted and wanted an extra day. Yeah, it was usually like after the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. Poonchki day. <laughs> Poonchki day. I always, always landed on Poonchki day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. So you're saying now for weather, they're going to go to remote learning. It, I think they're going to just start doing it because there's no teachers anymore. We have mass teacher shortages going on here in Colorado. I read this horribly sad article in the Colorado Sun about a a wonderful woman out in Salida somewhere who, you know, is a teacher all day at this school and there's like uh, 200 kids there or something. And <laughs> she goes in early to uh, cook all the meals throughout the day. And then she teaches the kids. And then at the end of the day, she drives several of them home because she's also the bus driver because they're so short-staffed at this school. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. And it's just like... Fuck that lady. Build a statue of George Floyd. We need a <laughs> statue of George Floyd. Yeah, how do we feel now tossing around the word hero like it's nothing, man? I, <laughs> come on. That's a, that's a hero. the cashier at 7-Eleven that was the hero? Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, we got... We got people pulling triple duty in these mountain towns because they can't get enough teachers. And I don't blame the people out there who don't want to be a teacher. The teachers' unions are on strike half the school year, and they're constantly bitching about wanting to not work. It's basically what being in the teachers' union is all about. Uh, Why would you even want to be in that kind of institution or in that kind of group? I mean, you're better off working somewhere else. And God forbid they find out you're a Trump supporter. Well, and that's also... No, I think that's a huge part about it. You've politicized all aspects of teaching that you've really kind of narrowed your pool to a bunch of uh, non-gendered lesbian ladies. (laughs) And, 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 And listen, people. I know they didn't go around with a sign, put up signs in the military, put up signs in these schools saying you can't teach, you can't join the military if you're a Republican. But they did do the vaccine mandate, and that weeded out all the critical thinkers, all the people who would, you know, kind of march <laughs> to their own drummer. Well, let's say you're a conservative white male, and you want to go be a teacher at the local high school, and go in there, and all of a sudden, all the teachers are putting up the 
pride flags in their classrooms, and you're the only one who doesn't. Question yeah. questions shall be asked. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. right. Or when they ask you to put your pronouns in the emails. Hey, hey Frank, I noticed you're not putting your pro- pronouns in the emails. Uh, just wondering why. Well, you know, I just oh, you know, I I don't have any pronouns. Frank, everybody uses pronouns, and we would just like to know which ones you prefer. Well, maybe I don't want to wear the ribbon. All right. <laughs> What do you mean you don't want to wear the ribbon? Yeah, we've been doing this for <laughs> decades, man. Round and round, round and round, round man. And round. No, but it, I seriously think like there's probably very, you know, educated, very, you know, excellent teachers out there who are not teaching because they don't want to have to be entangled in the politics of today's school system. Yeah, and even the ones that you. What's crazy is you got to look at, uh, I'm trying to find it out. Um, I I know here in Colorado, there's a big push for school choice and they're really going hard on, I mean, a lot of, a lot of schools that were once public are now going into the charter territory and, uh, people are kind of getting more into the groove out here of, I don't care where I live. I'm not going to go to your retarded school if you're going to wave that flag in my kid's face and have the drag queen story hour. Like I'm going to pay Dude. the extra money to send them over here. Yeah, this came out a, a while back. This is old news, but uh, if the uh, the head of this this the teachers the Chicago Teachers Union was going on about uh, school choice for for those that don't know, school choice just means listen, you people aren't teaching my kids. So I'm going to take him out and I'm going to put him in this school. And now you are going to lose the government funding for my kid. Yes. So it's going to go to that school. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And uh, the head of this, the Chicago Teachers Union, who's a black lady, described it. She described school choice as the choice of racists. Of course. Yeah. And then it turns out she sends her son to a private school. <laughs> and her defense to sending her son to a private school was that 60% of the teachers in CPS send their kids to private schools. Wow. And I'm like, dude, that is, that, what? Uh, excuse me? <laughs> Here you go. Uh, uh, excuse me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you so your defense in sending your kid to a different, to a private school is that all the teachers are sending their kids to private school. Why are we trusting our kids in a school with teachers who won't even send their own kids to the schools? <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, and, I bet, and, and that's why I think a lot of these teachers are just playing along. You mean they're not agreeing with what's going on, but they just have to play along to not get fired? So, like, when you, walk, when you go through these schools, it's like maybe one out of... F- f- I'll give you 20%. I'm going to go one out of five classrooms is, like, this teacher's got the rainbow flag. Okay, like, I'm not even yeah, in right. the class. I haven't even seen the teacher. I know she's a <laughs> f- You know, of like, but you have a very good inside view on this topic because you're working on a lot of public schools down in the Chicagoland area, which is a predominantly day day. very liberal place. Uh, so to to say only one in five, well, then maybe my theory about the conservative teacher isn't very you know valid. Maybe. Maybe it is easy to kind of get away with uh, hiding under the radar and not being woke with the times. Uh, see, I think they're all Democrats, but they don't want to go that far. They're not the extreme, you know? Right. And so they're, <laughs> they're not putting up the flag. Here's the thing is 
they're Democrat enough that they're okay with this putting up the flags and teaching the kids to be but they're not okay with sending their own kid there. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. They don't want you their kid I mean? to be indoctrinated with the bullshit they're indoctrinating the other kids with. I hate this word indoctrination. It's not even indoctrination. They're too young. You're confusing them. Absolutely. Well, that's kind All of- you're doing <laughs> is confusing the shit out of these kids. Yeah, that's it. well, it's a brainwashing, really. When you confuse someone, now you have them in a vulnerable position where you can influence their thought one way or the other. But you you can't even brainwash them because you're brainwashing them on something that's like, I guess it is brainwash. It's sex is weird because you're, you're you're trying to brainwash these kids at a time where they don't they're not even developed sexually. Especially you know these, I mean? we're talking what we're going middle school, elementary, elementary, yeah, yeah okay. Some of these elementary teachers. Now I'm uh, one out of five, huh? You should actually not even... It, in elementary schools, you should only be allowed the American flag and your state and city mi- municipal flag. I believe that's that's all you get. Yes! No, no. I should never know what your sexuality is if you're my teacher. From kindergarten through high school. Yeah, man, you should I, never know. I gotta tell you, you never come up. in third grade, we had a teacher, Miss Darby. All right. Bombshell. We didn't know what we were thinking, but we knew we were looking at something pretty spectacular. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I thought you were bring up uh, what was that chick's name, Miss Ryan or some shit? I can't remember. Music rem- teacher. Oh, maybe I can't remember Miss Ryan. Uh, remember an element? Not Miss Ryan. It was something else. Remember the the old. Uh, I, <laughs> yes. She, she was the music <laughs> teacher. She was really old, and back then we all used to say she was actually a man. And it was because she wore a wig, but that's just because she was old. Looking back, it's just because she was old. Yeah, she lived very close to us, if I recall. Kind of a couple yeah, uh, blocks over. Close. Miss Rainer, something like for, that. And I for all say. you fucking kids talking about safe spots, safe places, and anxiety, I have been tone deaf since the day I was born. Can't <laughs> cannot sing a tune, right? I don't even know what the fucking note is. She used to make me stand up in front of the entire class every fucking week. And I had to sing that. You know, she would do that thing like, my name is Michael. Yes, I do. <laughs> like, but like real. And then you had to hit the tone. <laughs> she would like hit the keys on the piano. And yeah, you'd have like, to match ding, the ding, notes. Ding, my yeah. name is Michael. And you'd be like, and I'd be up there like, dude, it was so embarrassing. And she would make me do it. A hundred fucking times, and then she would send me to the principal's office because I couldn't hit her fucking note. Wow. That's school in the 90s, people. Yeah, but it made you want to get better, right? You were. Uh... No, it made me hate music. That's why I call everybody a f- who likes music. <laughs> That's why I love music. That's why I call you three quarters, you know? Three quarters, folks. Well, you know, I was thinking about her the Rainer. other day. This is Rainer. Yeah, Rainer. I th- yeah, that's right. Yeah. about her the other day it's funny uh i was cruising home and i listened to the classical music station out here in colorado which 
it upsets me uh, that it's owned by the Clinton Foundation, Colorado Public Radio, but it, you know they, they play the classics, and they were rocking out Peter and the Wolf. Uh, you know, it's a classic oboe jam, uh, if you will, and I was just thoroughly enjoying it on my cruise home, and I thought about how we would always watch the Peter and the Wolf in Miss Rainer's music class every year. What's Peter and the Wolf? It was a play, and um, and it's got a whole symphony behind it, and it's, it's classic, man. All, all the kids see it when they're young, and I think it's like a I don't remember Broadway. That. I remember that we used to watch Fantasia. Yeah, yeah, Peter and the Wolf. If you saw it and or if you heard some uh, tune from the Peter of the Wolf, uh, you, you would you would remember it immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's funny. I was thinking about the Miss Rainer. It's David Bowie? I don't know about that one. David Bowie is the one that narrated Disney's Peter and the Wolf. Oh, well, sure, yeah. There's many. Dude, and that may be the one she showed us. I'm I almost... bet you it is. It's from 25 years ago. With Frank. puppets. It's got, be... it's got puppets in it, I believe. Oh, no, this one's like a narrated or a animated. All right, well... She didn't seem cool enough to give us the David Bowie version. This is the story of Peter and the Wolf. <laughs> now, in our story. Wow. The characters. Is this it? Yeah, you get the song. On a branch of a big tree. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Peter and I the Wolf. I do remember that. Uh, yeah. yeah, see? No, that's, the tune is there. It's fantastic to listen to the full symphony but i was thinking about the music teacher we had bad in, back in ele, uh, elementary school she's the one who taught us how to do the recorders and uh scolded us for not singing properly man that's crazy i was flooded with those memories and uh i wonder what the school life is like now in those realms you know like <laughs> how's the music teacher these days it's probably the chick with the tattoos all over the arm and the blue hair <laughs> you know <laughs> Oh, now they just go over Taylor Swift lyrics. <laughs> Which, you're not lying, I've been reading that it's becoming curriculum in many schools across America. Oh yeah, colleges. Elite colleges. Did we talk about buttfuckers from Idiocracy? I can't remember. If we... <laughs> <laughs> We're ahead of there, people. Uh, well, the kids are doomed. They are not okay right now. I found something that I thought you, Mike, would... Uh, be particularly interested in because I've heard you harp on this recently. Uh, the kids not into getting their driver's license or driving. Yeah, none of them. And I think we have an answer. Getting a driver's license may not feel like a ticket to freedom for a lot of teens and young adults like it used to. Offhand, I'd say you failed. Failed? Hoping to avoid moments like that, less and less of Gen Z, roughly defined as people born between 97 and 2010, are on the roads. I'm from New Orleans, um, which is sort of notorious for having bad drivers. I don't want to put myself in this situation. Today, just 25% of 16-year-olds have any kind of driver's license. Compare that to nearly three decades ago. Yeah. What? Eight. 18%, bro. Whoa. Wow. They're not driving. Oh, that's sad. That is a life of dependency. 
Yeah, that's wow. That's really sad. Man, when I was sick, oh, I couldn't wait to get behind the wheel of that car and just drive as far as the sun would take me, man. Dude, that's your first taste of, like, real adulthood. Yes. You know? It's like the first step. You know, taking care of it, the oil changes, having money to gas it up, now I got to get a job. You know, like it's it's plus it's really you really figure out where you are in the world and the hierarchy because your car is a piece of shit that's breaking down on the side of the road. You can't even afford a tow truck. That's right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You got the the buddy pulling your car with a tow strap. Oh man, I remember cruising <sighs> around the neighborhood and you're just kind of goofing around with the other friends in the other car, right? And then the other guy just slows down, really sl- you know, almost to a crawl, and then stops and. Yells out the window, we ran out of gas. And as everybody gets out and <laughs> pushes the friend. <laughs> you learn yeah, a lot. Man. Man. I can't believe this. 18%. All right, so this is crazy stuff. That number was more than 40%. Why do all of that when you have things like public transportation, ride sharing, and food delivery apps? The modern like accessibility for like getting rides and all of that has sort of like balanced out the fact that I don't have a license. It's also part of some broader shifts we're seeing among Gen Z. They're drinking less. I know the influence, I know the impact, and I know the vibes. Sleeping earlier and across social media, viral content focused on staying in more, self-care and staying home. No, because I've got a plan. What do you mean? Um, you'll find out. Why? Part of it may have to do with the fact that their coming of age was interrupted. Many of these young adults really kind of finished middle school or high school in the pandemic where everything shifted to online. So in real life kind of interactions seemed less important. They're spending a lot of their time glued to their phones. Just about half of teens say they're online almost constantly, double that from 2015, according to a recent Pew study. In some cases, dramatically changing how they socialize, according to health officials. Another part, finances. 85% of Gen Z citing one or more barriers to achieving financial success. One expert citing a financial hierarchy when it comes to spending, maybe less on a focus on getting a car and paying insurance and more on groceries and paying off student loans. I think driving and owning a car just is kind of falling down because there are so many new options that they can utilize. It just isn't the thing that like used to be the most priority for other people. The outcome of some of those financial decisions, some call it an introvert economy. Instead of trying to figure out how to do it and potentially failing, it's just easier to stay kind of to yourself. Which could be good for long-term health trends, but potentially exacerbating the loneliness epidemic. And here's... The reality. Here it is. Last year, nearly a quarter of Gen Z adults reported always or often feeling lonely over the past 12 months, compared to 18% of millennials, according to the American Enterprise Institute's Survey Center on American Life. The same percentage of millennials who say they're sometimes sad is the same percentage of Gen Z who drive cars. (laughs) Maybe we found your answer to why you're so sad, Gen Z. Get a car, get a life, go out there and meet some people and socialize, man. Yeah, you gotta get, you gotta be able to to move, you know. Do something. Independence, man. Oh God! But do you hear what they're saying? It's not even just the car. They don't want to go anywhere. They want to sit on their ass and stare yeah, at their you, phones. You got them used to it, dude. After two years of sitting at home, what do you expect? 
This blew you got, my you mind. You ruined people. You ruined the people of this country. Social interactions. I was just talking to a guy who's got a, he's got a newborn, and he was saying how, like, you know, they're working really hard now and saving up because once the kid gets a little older, the wife's going to quit the job and start homeschooling. Oh, and we wow. Got, we don't, yeah. You know, we started talking. I brought up Jack's kids, too, on how, like, dude, nowadays the kids who are the most, like, social, you know what I mean, are the ones that are homeschooled. Yeah, the normal ones. Yeah. The because... most normal kids. It's the, the socially awkward kids are the ones that are going to these public schools. Well, yeah, the public school kids, they end up wearing the tight jeans and they got the pink hair over the face and oh, the black Can't tell if it's a boy or a girl I and he's know. staring at his phone, so it doesn't even matter, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I got friends who have kids that are, you know, between 5 and 12 and they, uh, a big theme I'm seeing with this new crop of parents are... We're not really exposing them to the phones and the tablets or minimal exposure, you know, very wide times apart. You know what I'm saying? Like they're. Yeah, you have to. Uh, you know, not, and no video games. I've been really getting into this lately because I'm not a gamer and I just don't have really the time to dedicate to, you know, sitting down and playing video games. But. A lot of people do have that time and do sit around in video games. It's because we were the we're like the last group that was like, if you were at home playing video games, you were a loser. <laughs> that's right. But but it was like when I hit high school, that's when I mean when I hit when I was in high school, that's when Xbox Live came out freshman year, and that was the first online video system, oh, other than like computer. You know, we were young. It was cool to have the car. And now it's cool to be good at the video game. Good at the video games. Yeah, because we couldn't hang out with your friends playing video games before. Dude, it used to be, I, was, I talked about it before, having to pack up my Xbox, <laughs> the yes. power cord, four controllers, take it over to Buddy's house, hook it up just so we could have a four-on-four. Four. You know what I mean? Yes, but, but at least not, that was but, social. Yeah, you were together. Because there was like 20 guys there, so eight are playing at a time, the other ones are fucking off. But... Now you're just logging in at home. Why leave? You know, I don't even got to leave for food. I'm going to grub hub McDonald's over here. That's what kills me about this clip is the kids, they're totally fine with, I got no license. If I need to get somewhere, I'll call the Uber. If I'm hungry, I'll call the DoorDash. You know, I'll have the food come to my house. And, and the worst part is who's paying for this? Right. Like your dad had to leave the house to make the money so that you could sit at home and pay for it. You know? Well, how are these adults going to become adults? I mean, go hit the job scene for a second or two. A lot of places require that you have a valid license to you know, operate a vehicle or transport yourself from you know, your home to your job. Yeah. It's not you know, a smart way to get around with the Uber. Especially now, I think Uber uh, and the Lyft guys, they went on strike today or yesterday. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, uh, did they? Yeah, but nobody cares, right? Yeah, I, I was about to order a pizza. No, em, they were on strike, and Emma needed to get an Uber to go to the airport, and it showed up right on time, and she you know, had no problem. Oh, uh, there's always cabs. Well, no, the Uber strike was only happening in, like, you know, Chicago and L.A. and other places. <clears throat> or they only put out the, uh, the notice in four languages. So you still had a bunch of people that spoke other languages that could come pick you up. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. I think it was just a BIPOC 
protest, and so all the whiteies are out there working. Oh, uh, well, good news. Now's the time to get a good smelling cab. Uh, <laughs> what happened to BIPOC? Do you notice we don't do BIPOC anymore? <laughs> BIPOC so was I, huge. Uh, also, you don't you know here anymore? AAIP. Right. Because the island Pacificers says we're not Asian. Ooh. So that was a racist term in itself. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my God, man. You had guys in Guam who were like, you're considering me the same as an Indian? What? Oh, I'm sorry, a Bharat? Like, oh, what? right. And you know what's funny is we don't understand the nuances of these cultures, especially in that region. You know, a lot of them eh, kind of don't get along. No. Uh. Don't really want to be grouped together as like uh, you know a people. Yeah, especially you start breaking down that Middle East area. Oof! Did I send you the Axios article I caught this morning? It was unbelievable. The title of it was "The Racial Wealth Gap Widens Despite Wage Progress." Mike, we've been hammering this home a lot lately. They're almost. Getting it. They're literally saying it. They say it. They say it out loud. They're typing it into words, into the article. They even have a graph, and they're still not understanding, man. And the graph. Let me me put those words you guys will understand. The harder you shit on one group, they just work harder, and that produces success. Would you take this other group and you keep promising them this, but not just stay home. We'll probably we'll give you this. We're going to give you reparations. We're going to give you that. It's obviously going to make that people worse. They're going to do less, work less. You know what I mean? Dude, they say it in the first freaking part of this. I, I, this blew my mind. First of all, I, I want you know everybody out there, check it out in Axios. It's the racial wealth gap that widens. The graph is unbelievable. There's... <laughs> Everybody follows essentially the same path, but spaced out, you know, relatively to the, you know, how how these different groups do. And the black group is just, it plummets, like, after, at some point. It's pretty shocking. And then and there's no recovery. And in the first sentence, they go, since the pandemic, wage gains for black Americans have outpaced those for white people. And we talked about this uh, a few weeks ago how um, no white people were hired for uh, CEO positions this year. In fact, white people <laughs> no white were, all fu- they were all fired. And yeah, minority groups were all hired in place, right? So uh, wage gains for black Americans have outpaced those for white people, but wealth inequality deepened, finds this new research out of the New York Fed. Uh, they basically say that uh, they're, they're blaming the fact that White people took money that they gained and put it into places where their assets gain value, like in the stock market or high interest rate savings accounts, and blacks uh, didn't. That's basically what they're saying. I know. I know. And I, dude, I forgot who came it's, out with this. It was like 20 years ago. Uh, there was a, a sociologist that wrote a book. I can't remember. Fuck, I can't remember the name of it. Dude, he pretty much wrote about how. Uh, like wealth, poverty, these these are these are like cultural things. It's you know what I mean? 
It's a weird article. It's a quick one, too. That's how Axios does it. But they keep trying to toss in the Hispanic part, which is makes it worse. Uh, they say that uh, the, the wealth jumped, obviously, for uh, white people to $112 trillion from $87 trillion. And then for Hispanics, it also rose $3.1 trillion from 2.6. So that's a tremendous leap for Hispanics in yeah. wealth. And then on top of all of that, dude, uh, it says in there that the uh, the black household wealth fell $4.6 trillion. Yeah, but did you see all the rims? No, it's terrible. <laughs> dude, this is at a time, though, where I was just talking about how in Colorado especially we have all these uh, diversity, equity, inclusion laws and all these things that have gone into place and or uh, bills that have gone into effect where we're essentially pouring money into these minority communities, but then, uh, uh, you know, and we're firing uh, other people. Why didn't it shake out? Why didn't it equalize? What happened? Yeah, it's a, that's what I'm trying to say. It's a cultural thing. If I go to Chinatown right now, right, and I just pick a family and I give them $10,000, they're going to save and invest that money. You know what I mean? Yes. Because they're poor and they're trying to get out of that poor, you know? And I, they, I don't know. It's crazy. It's a cultural thing. We need to, if you, like, if you want to go to the South Side and you really want to fix the South Side, you would need to change the culture of the entire area. You would need it so that young men don't respect the guy with the new car and the nice rims. You know what I mean? They respect the guy who saved his money instead and is taking care of his family. That's that's what would need to shift culturally. Yes. You know, I, I always joke, I grew up in a white neighborhood. I never even heard of a rent-a-center until <laughs> wow. I had to go live in South Carolina. Wow. And that was a poor-ass white neighborhood. Those were fucking some hillbilly whites, you know? Yes, and they had a rent-a-center. And this guy, I remember my roommate, he goes there, he gets a laptop, he got a TV, he got all that. And when I broke it down, the minute he told me, he got, he's like, I got this laptop, I got this TV, and it's only costing me, uh, I think it was like $160 a month. And I was like, but for how many months? You know what I mean? And he's like, well, it's only 60 months. You know, and you're like, dude, that's just going to cost you $6,000 when that's you're right, done. Dude. You know? You're seven Gs in the hole when you're done. <laughs> For a laptop that costs eight hundred bucks and a TV that's seven, like, wow! Do you man. know what I mean? And then I, I'll never forget the look in his eyes. He was a white guy from Ohio, right? Look, looks me in the eye, or maybe I forget where Michigan. He was from Michigan, just outside Detroit. Uh, he looked at me and he goes, "I've never thought about it that way." Okay. It All was like right, so you, your, your whole family, everybody's just renting these things. And they're getting you with like, ah, oh, it's only 160 a month. You never stop to think about what that's costing you in the long run. And like, that's what I mean by like a cultural thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. Definitely. But also, it, when are we going to realize just pouring money into a situation isn't going to fix the actual problems? No, but that's what I mean, because they're not going to use the money to fix their problems. They're going to use it to further their problems. Yes. <laughs> it's you know? actually just like taking Ozempic, man. You know, you're going to learn nothing. You're going to lose the weight. And then when you stop taking the drug, the weight will come back because the problem is still there at its core. You still have yes. no ability to control yourself. 
just like our brother Tony, man, when he saved up that money to go to Florida. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget he asked me, Mike, how much money do you think I need to save before I move out? And I just threw out there 10000 Tony, I said, you got to save $10,000. That's what you need. Then you could go move wherever you want. That'll be enough. It'll cover your year's rent, cover the move. Be good. And that was uh, before the uh, Biden economy. The problem was you got the 10000 but you didn't learn what $10,000 really is. The whole point of that was so that you save the money and then realize it's nothing. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. You, know, you realize that you, you're supposed to realize, holy shit, I worked a whole year, year and a half, scrounging pennies, saving, going cheap, just to get this $10,000. And now that I look around, that's not even really a nice used car. <laughs> you know? It's not much. It, it puts everything into perspective. And that's what it's supposed to do. And that's well, why just giving these people money, man, you're never going to learn. You're never going to learn. Well, they know how to pander to this uh, group of folks, I got to say, when it comes to the uh, election uh, mode that, is, that we are entering right now. And the, the, the viral clips are starting to flow. And I saw one of Joe Biden... <laughs> Having dinner with a family. Did you... Dude, this can't be real. You sent me this video. That can't be... That's got to be deep fake or something. It's a clip. It's like one of three from the like White House website or the Joe Biden re-election campaign. The, web, the White House put that out? It's either the White House or his re-election campaign. No, no. That's got to be the Trump campaign. I think... This. No, I'm pretty sure they tweeted it. And the one I sent you was from James Wood, who retweeted it out and... Was claiming it must be some sort of internal sabotage by the Biden administration. <laughs> For those that don't know, Joe Biden, not one to pander, decided to bring fried chicken to a black person's family, to a black family for dinner. Dude, I don't know what's going on in this clip. It's the most awkward, <laughs> weird thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he brings dinner. He brings dinner for a black family. That's right. He brings. Fried chicken for all of them. I'm not making this up. For all of them. Oh, yeah. And then he eats a hamburger. Yeah, well, you know, he, he knows how to treat the help, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's old school, man. I heard you all voted for me, which means you are definitely black. So after the chicken, we got menthol cigarettes for dessert. <laughs> I told my aides I needed some diggers for the yard. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> Very confused. <laughs> call, call back. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm at this house eating dinner. <laughs> All right, so uh, the digger one was one of the funniest. Okay, so <laughs> that's the best joke ever. <laughs> I still, I got no info on those tunnels, man. I'm still curious. <laughs> so I got, I got the clip of Joe talking to this family. It's the weirdest f- video I've ever seen, man. It's so uncomfortable, and it's staged and awkward and joe biden's eating a cheeseburger and he brought these these black folks uh fried chicken and they're gonna talk about <laughs> fried chicken. they're gonna talk chicken fingers chicken fingers yeah which is it's like fried. a grown man with two kids he's eating the chicken fingers that the president bought oh it's so embarrassing and uh they're talking how they play basketball right they're talking about playing basketball <laughs> it's so bad it's so horrible this is great so i got it it's it's really weird to listen to. I thought I thought uh, we would enjoy it here. Oh man, you got chicken fingers. You got, you got all the other. 
Oh, I went the route of making sure I had the hamburger. So tell me about you guys. What you doing these days? Why don't you share about your passion of sports? I'm playing AAU basketball right now. Are you really? Are you guard? Yes, sir. Now, what grade are you in? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Right now, I'm just doing basketball, playing guard on the JV team for my school. How about the school? How are y'all doing in school? You should tell the president about the school. Favorite thing about it is the business academy I'm in. We get to like travel, so we've been to like NC State, uh, Wake Tech, and we. You're kidding me. Yeah, we went to this small dry cleaning business. And it's just, it's cool, it's a great experience. You're kidding me. You know, if you were a white kid, I'd probably sniff you by now. Oh my God. It's for Dutron. You got a sister around here? <laughs> I heard she needs a shower. <laughs> he sounds terrible. And this is the so, weirdest. I, I, I don't have to play anymore. The, they talk about um, uh, basketball or this kid's business school that he's in. And it's very strange. They're, they keep showing these multiple times. They show a close-up of the father squeezing ketchup onto his fries. I found that to be very odd. <laughs> they kept focusing on how he was very aggressively squeezing the ketchup on all over the fries. And, very American. Yeah, so, you know, Joe Biden eating dinner with the black people, uh, getting them chicken fingers. Where did they find... Nobody can tell me where they found this family. Like, who is this family? It's crazy. It's so crazy, man. I, I don't know why this happened. And it, Did you uh, imagine just being a random black family, the doorbell rings, and it's Joe Biden with chicken fingers? I'm here to talk to your kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a nightmare for every parent. Just so you know, I, b I believe poor kids are just as smart as right, white kids. Rich kids. Rich kids. Is that a quote? That's right, man. Oh, he's had some bad quotes. Wow. Poor kids are just as smart as white kids. His exact quote. <laughs> and he wanted to prove it, so he went to go eat some fried chick or, uh, chicken fingers with them, man. Chicken fingers. Freaking chicken fingers. It's crazy because they gave so much shit to Trump for buying the McDonald's for the athletes when they'd come to oh. visit the White House. No, bro, it wasn't even, fuck that, dude, you're doing, fuck you too, man, everybody does that, hey, he brought McDonald's, bro, those football players walked into a goddamn spread, he had Pizza Hut, he had Taco Bell, he had McDonald's, Burger King, different sandwiches, it was, it was a fucking spread, he didn't look at a bunch of brothers on a field and say, you guys want chicken fingers? Exactly, <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of his fast food spread, especially Trump. And his team knew what they were doing, man. Getting a bunch of 20, 18 to 20-year-olds coming here to celebrate their championship victory, and they're, they're going to love that. Like, uh, McDonald's and everything. Frank, you just played the clip of Poonchki Day in Chicago. That's Every right. fat American that criticized that meal was fucking drooling when they saw it live on TV. Yes, you know? I would eat the shit out of that, and I never eat fast food. You know me, I'm anti-fast food, but if I... Frank, I eat it every day, but never with President Trump. <laughs> you know right. what I'd give to eat a fucking McDonald's with President Trump? Dude, a Big Mac in the White House? I think that's the most American thing in the world. <sighs> Made me cry. <laughs> Tears of red, white, and blue, Frank, just hearing you say it. You know what I mean? Oh, man, somebody cue up the Chinese national anthem for my uh, <laughs> forgiveness, please. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Talking about my favorite song in the, that's ever been made. <laughs> to our, our Chinese overlords. Yeah, we didn't mean to talk so highly and patriotically of our nation here. <laughs> Forgive us, we're, please. We're not eating orange chicken on some fucking wall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> McDonald's in the White House, baby. Yeah, man. Ah, oh, good times. I, I That's why I look forward to Trump Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. It's going to happen. They want to hand him the hot potato. I think it's pretty obvious at uh, this point. That's why. Oh, they're... no, dude. Biden's winning. Really? You think they're going to they're gonna steal oh, it away? I'll bet you 100 bucks right now. Oh, I like this. Uh, and why are you so confident that Biden's just going to walk away with it? I have just, just uh, you know, you got to wake up one day and you got to realize that uh, 80% of America, maybe more, uh, 80% of America, everything they know about, like, Trump and Biden and the political sphere and everything, it just comes from 30 minutes a day of watching MSNBC. Yeah. You know, and shit yeah. like that. And you'll never get those people to open their eyes and see what they're really voting for. And to them, they really believe, they really believe that Trump tried to overthrow America and he'll, you know, he'll be a dictator. All right. So this kind of furthers my belief that the media needs to try and string us along for this one to keep us occupied. But... You know, if we're getting Trump versus Biden, uh, the rematch, well, we all are just going to vote for who we voted for last time. So in order to make the first time be legit, they have to recreate the 81 million votes. No, I don't think you even have to. No, I think there's going to be a lot of fire for Trump in this next one, man. I I don't know. Uh, America is kind of uh, pissed off. I, I do believe that... If you kind of pay attention to what happened with this mini runoff election they had over there in New York for George Santos's seat, if that is his real name, where my Amy Goodman's <laughs> out there, um, the Democrat fellow won in a landslide or whatever, and allegedly, from what I was reading, and it was slanted news on the right side, but they were kind of speculating that uh, what really sealed the deal for this Democrat in this race was that they had utilized early mail-in voting, and how Where that he won eighty per eighty six percent. Yeah, and yeah. It, you know here in Colorado, the mail-in voting, the early mail-in voting, is pretty much how the Democrats have sealed their super majority throughout every house in the state. Uh, I mean, it, it's just all Democrats, and, you know, as long as there's the mail-in voting, I think you have the election skewed towards one side. The scales are tipped. Yeah, for sure. No, Trump's going to—I mean, uh, Biden's going to win, dude. I'm telling you right now. I—I I don't know. Oh, man, another four of the Biden regime? I imagine that— Oh, no, 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 no. Six months, he's out. Yeah, I was going to say, they're going to cut him loose— and then, uh, is that the Kamala show? Whoa, that's going to be scary, man. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, she said she's ready to take over. I know, they're really priming her for it. I've been noticing, too, you know me, I'm a, I'm a meme guy. I like cutting the, the pictures of famous people. Um, Kamala, for a long time, if you just you know Google up the images of her, 
Uh, you'd get all the goofball shots of her laughing like a jackass with the scrunched up neck and all that stuff. Uh, long gone, man. Now it's all Obama-style presidential pictures. Like, Google Obama. It'll take you <laughs> hours to find something where he looks out of character. Yeah. They, they well, have, you get the brown suit. You can't even find the tan suit anymore. It's gone. They've the tan, I'm sorry. Memory hold it. See, you've already <laughs> forgot. It was brown now. <laughs> Dude, yeah, tan. you're right. I just typed in Google Images Kamala Harris, and it's all from like five days ago or sooner. Yes, and she looks very serious. And, and oh, so serious at the podium. Oh yeah, she's stern and she's really you know giving a good point. <laughs> oh, they're really photoshopping that Nancy neck, you know. Oh yeah, they've gotten rid of the Nancy neck, and I think she's she even maybe. Job? I think she got a. No. She got some work done. Definitely saw Pelosi's tick guy. I can, uh, <laughs> just like AOC, man. Oh, my gosh. She's got to tone it down on those beasts. She got big titties? Village feeders, my friend. You no. wouldn't believe it. <laughs> These things are gargantuan. <laughs> no. I don't know how her no. spine supports it. Yes, man. AOC is packing. But this was a new thing. I remember old shots of AOC before she started raking in the millions of dollars and met Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> boob job guy. Uh, but now she's she's bringing the heat, man. Same with Lauren yeah. Boebert, dude. Lauren Boebert, like, all of her weight now is in her chest. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, Lauren Boebert for sure. No, dude, she's just fucking... Oh, yeah, she does got big tits, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. There's all these pictures of... Uh, they put her <laughs> face on Mia Khalifa's body. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, did you see Rachel Dolezal, the chick, the white chick who yeah. was the head of... Oh, yeah, dude. She was the head of the NCAA, NAACP, and then they found out she was white and uh, faked her black background, and then she allegedly became a teacher at some school in Arizona, but now she's fired because they found her OnlyFans account. OnlyFans. But to make up for her NAACP, she only fucks black guys. So yes, that's right. It's just, <laughs> you know, she's can't be mad at her. Keeping it real for the Black History Month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, yeah. So she's um doing the OnlyFans, dude. Why be a teacher? I bet she makes buco bucks just with her name. And you're probably right. She probably just does the black fellas. And then you know, oh, dude, there was that one teacher. They were having a hearing on whether or not she should still be allowed to be a teacher. $4,000 a month as a teacher, 12000 a week on OnlyFans. Yeah, it was just a cover, I assume, because she had to tell her parents she was doing something legit for work. Oh, fuck the parents. The teaching job was for the IRS. Yeah, that's right, dude. OnlyFans, man. It's amazing how much money these women can make off of there. Why is any woman actually working a real job? Just do the OnlyFans. Oh, they're ugly. No, good call. Yeah, you're right. I guess there's... <laughs> Gotta be a. <laughs> I mean, there's guys on there making twelve thousand a month, you know. But I'm here with you six hours a week, begging for audience. You know? All right. <laughs> well, look out for the dude man OnlyFans account coming Wait at you. OnlyFans gets a hold of the five seven seven. Is that a new hedgehog? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> the hedgehog man, never forget. He's away for rape, right? Isn't that? 
what uh the, I can't even think of his name right now. Ron Jeremy. Uh, Ron Jeremy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a rape. God, yeah. he he when we were growing up, man, he was the most famous porn star in the world, man. Oh, absolutely. Everybody knew Ron Jeremy, and then he definitely fell off that cliff. He uh, was like in a bunch of movies. Yeah, he, like, he, do, that's like, right, guest man. appearances and stuff. And people would rap about him, like his name would pop up in popular songs, and yeah, he was just a part of the zeitgeist of the time, and now he's long gone, and we don't really have super famous porn stars anymore. That's unfortunate. See, if you're going to be a porn star, you want to be Ron Jeremy. I just Google his name and look at this. Wikipedia, two categories. Pornographic film career, non-pornographic yeah, appearances. Like, that's who you want to be. You know, you know what I mean? Wow, yes, man. He's a renaissance man. Uh, you know, he's got a man of many talents. 